0: Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. Announcements. Um, uh, Today we are talking about um, a very important topic, and the title is, How Can I Thank You? And I want you to ask yourself this, what are you thankful for this year? What are you thankful for this year? And for me, uh, probably a month or two ago, um, my, uh, my answer would be more jaded and my response would uh, be hesitated because I would be more so thinking about the things that I expected that didn't happen. And this idea of the, today's topic being how can I thank you? God is saying, what do, "What do I really want?" We're saying back to Him, "How can I thank You? How can I thank You?" And first, that will sound different in our heads to different people here. For some of us, it's like, "Man, how can I thank You?" For others, it's like, "Well, how am I supposed to thank You for everything that happened to me this year? How am I supposed to thank You?" And I want to read y'all this verse in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen. And Paul says, "Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus." This is this is one of those like standalone verses in the Bible. It's where you could just get this, and it's like, dang, you don't even have to really go in depth and before and after. It's like this verse alone is really powerful, and it says, "Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus," and. I don't think we usually think of gratitude as being a commandment from God, right? It, we don't always look at gratitude as being God's will for us. And even for some of us, that initial thought seems almost abusive. You want me to be thankful for this? And I want us to start by thinking how, how we praise the Lord. How do you praise the Lord? How I praise the Lord. And In Philippians four thirteen, it's one of the most uh, popular verses, and it says, "For I can do all things, everything through Christ who gives me strength." And I want us to look at the whole the verses before that. This is one of those standalone verses too. But let's let's look at the verses before that. Starting in verse ten, it says, "How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again! I know." You've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. See, I got chills reading that verse. You guys did too? And what he's saying is people around him are concerned. And I know that each of you have had moments in your life that were really tough where people were concerned about you, right? And and he's saying, I know that you've always been concerned for me, especially recently. That's my baby back there. (laughs) Uh Praise God. Uh, um, and he says, I've learned to be content with whatever I have. And I think for some of us, we've, we've, whatever we have looks different. For some, it's money. For others it's people. For some of us, it's family. And the aspects that we get when we have little. I think about the moments where I felt like I had no family. When I felt alone, especially before I met my wife, and those moments that you feel alone, and it, I think about this verse: being content with whatever I have, and the the power in a grateful heart, looking at every circumstance as a situation for God to move, for either God to move, or for you, or for to him to teach you something. I'm a strong believer. That a lot of the pains and shortcomings shortcomings that we experience in life are not always sent by God. That that life is is chaotic, pure chaos, and that it can be so unpredictable where things just happen, but God I do believe that God will make those chaos moments into something that's purposeful, even when He didn't send it. Y'all dig what I'm saying? And it makes me think about Job, and Job. If y'all don't know the story, is a person that had a little, and the devil comes and accuses him and says, "If he had nothing, he wouldn't he wouldn't be grateful for you, O Lord." I don't think the devil said "O Lord," but tells, and he has this accusation against Job, and God says, "Have you considered my servant Job? Look how." Look how uh, honorable he lives. Look how blameless of a life he lives. And the devil says, skin for skin. If he didn't have anything, he would curse you to uh, to your face. And the reason I think about Job and, and this topic of gratefulness is because he had everything taken away from him, and his attitude was not the gratefulness that we think of when we hear it in church. His attitude was almost a a mix of endurance, helplessness, but a knowing. And when I think about how we praise God, it's in those moments where we don't understand, those moments that what we expected to happen doesn't, and no matter how hard we try, it's out of our control. But yet, a deep knowing that God is, is sovereign and that God is still in your life. And that it's like that simple idea gives birth to gratefulness. To where, how many of you guys have met a homeless person that was in a, a better mood than you were? <laughs> right? Have less than, than you, yet they have a better attitude. <laughs> Think about that concept for a second. I remember the first time I questioned uh, some very traditional and churchy theologies that were embedded into my doctrine was when I met this homeless guy named Marvin in Baton Rouge Louisiana and he he loved God he was like uh, super drunk when he's telling me about his love for God but he was just expressing how much he loved God and how much he was grateful for God being in his life. And the reason that I was questioning so many different things because I was like, this guy has such a more deeper heart. And, this, and just talking to him this one time, he's not even asking me for anything, but he's telling me about his experience with God. And he has nothing. And yet he is more f- grateful for God in his life than I am. Can you think about that for a second? And see, gratefulness is so beyond what we have or who we have. It, and what it really turns into is a praise in your life. That we're, Just like what Paul is saying here, he knows that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him because he has this mindset of gratefulness to God And a knowing that he's still sovereign. And that no matter what happens to him, he's going to always be able to praise God. I think that's the most liberating thing anybody could ever catch in their spirit. Is knowing that no matter what circumstance you go through, you have the option and opportunity to praise God for it. That no one, no matter what is taken from you in this world, that no one can take away the praise in your mouth, in your heart that the only person that really does that is yourself. Y'all get what I'm saying? And it's a power of gratitude that causes that praise to come out where in every circumstance you have a gratitude to him. Y'all dig what I'm saying? And I want us to think about this. So that was like real encouraging, right? This is kind of a, this is like a tough thought to chew on. In Romans 12, 2-3, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Now, the reason I, I say that this is kind of tough to chew on is that part where it says, don't think that you are better than you really are. And the reason I say that is because sometimes our gratefulness is stunted by our expectations of what we feel we deserve. And I don't know about you, but I'll speak for me. I can often think that I deserve better than I really do, right? You're like, yes, Homer, you do. (laughs) Sometimes I can expect to, I could do a good deed and expect to be blessed because of it. Well, I've been doing good. I deserve to be treated nice by the world. And The more that I do good in the world, you know, good, what I think is good, the more that I try to to pursue goodness, the more I realize that the world isn't that excited about any good thing that I do. Y'all know what I'm saying? Seems like sometimes the the better you try to be, the better that you try to do, the more that the, the universe, right, wants to piss on you wants to hurt you. And it's this, that chaotic spirit in the world, the devil, that causes destruction and ruin to those who pursue goodness. And yet we're continually dispro- uh, surprised when those things happen. But what we often end up doing is we have the expectation, I deserve better. But we also point at God and saying, this is your fault. You should have fixed this. And what is so comforting for me is that this verse is saying God wants uh, is his the idea of transforming our minds. Cuz naturally God you did this. But if we transform our minds to so what the Bible is trying to tell us, it says if we allow our minds to be transformed, we will see that God's will for us is good. Is pleasing and perfect. And so when the things in this world that are not good happen to us, this verse is saying that God's will is good. That that badness wasn't for you. Even though it was sent to you, God's will for you is good, pleasing, and perfect. There's a, a peace that comes from God's will in your life. Y'all know what I'm saying? And the source of our frustrations and lack of gratefulness comes from the desire to control. The desire to control. And man, if I could control everything, I don't know if I don't know how this world would, it probably wouldn't turn out good, but <laughs> that but I do still try to control things. I try to control outcomes. I try to control the, our church. I try to control my family. in the good aspects, even good things, I want my kids to be able to go to this school. I want our church to be able to grow. See, those are good things. in that control I have of not wanting to let go to so when it, uh, the church doesn't grow, I get frustrated. And it's like, God, why are you doing this? Why aren't you letting this happen? Not only not grow, but even shrink. Well, this doesn't make sense. Y'all know what I'm saying? You guys know for your own situations what that looks like. Where you're trying so hard, you're striving and grinding. And things are going the opposite direction of what you're trying to do in your life. And you get so frustrated to where that gratitude you might have actually once had starts to get quieter and quieter. I feel like gratefulness is like a flame. It just like, it is bright. And it makes you bright. It, it, people can tell and even feel when somebody is grateful, right? And it's almost like when everything wrong is happening, that that little flame of gratitude starts to get uh, snuffed out, and your life t- starts to seem dull, doesn't it? Everything in your life starts to see, seem dull and gray. You're not very excited to wake up. And this, this idea, what I'm projecting is that we all have this desire of control. We all do. And it's, it's for good things. It's not the, the abusive relationship control to where you, you can't talk to those people because I don't like them kind of thing, <laughs> but the, even the control for good things to happen in your life, things you're a part of, the ones you care about. And I, I want today for the concept I want us to all catch is to let go to let go and I'm sp- I actually prepared a completely different message for y'all today and I was like I was going hard okay I was like circling words in the Bible I was uh, first I was getting the verses online I was like I need to get that I need to get the real deal here pulled out my paper one was highlighting and certainly oh this is gonna be good and I was like, yeah, getting all excited. And midway through, I just felt so strong in my heart, like this isn't the message for today. And I just sat there for a minute, and so I started praying, and I really felt like gratefulness was the one to go to. That Whenever I do share that message, you'll know. <laughs> but I started thinking about gratefulness and gratitude, and I started looking in my life at what God has been doing in my heart. And this idea to let go, y'all heard that term before, like let go and let God, I hate that term. It sounds so passive to me and I like to work hard. I have, I have like a grit to me to where it's like, I want to get things done and I'm going to make them happen. It's about every job that I've had in San Antonio is because I went and got the job like crazy. (laughs) They said, yeah, we're, uh, actually, we like the idea of that. We're, we're going to call you in a week or two. I'll call them every day. <laughs> and so they decide. All right, why don't you just come in? Oh, That's what I thought. <laughs> See, I, I like to speed things up. I, I, if I want something to happen, I will do everything in my power to make it happen. And I was going through this season where everything that I was trying to control, everything that I was trying to make happen... Was backfiring, and it's almost like the tighter that I would try to squeeze onto something, is the more angry I would fear feel. Y'all you know what I'm saying? It's like trying to grip onto where all of a sudden I was bawling my fists, and I wasn't holding on to anything. It was all just slipping away, and I was getting so frustrated, and so angry. It's where nothing was working out. And there was a moment where I, I met with this pastor friend of mine, and I was telling him what I was feeling. I was, I was at a point where I was like, I don't even want to pray. Like, I know, it's not that I'm, like, running away from God, but it's like, I can't even talk to him. I can worship and do, like, engage in worship, but it's like, I can't have a real conversation with God right now. And this, this pastor was like, well, you need to let go. I was like, yeah, thanks, that's great advice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in my heart, I knew that was exactly what I needed to do. And I just told him, like, I, I know that. And as a pastor myself, I was like, I'm just not ready to. And it took me a couple weeks, several weeks, to where I was like, I, I'm not controlling anything. As much as I want to, as much as I'm trying, I'm, not, I'm just tiring myself out. Doing this. And it wasn't even that I was like mentally ready to let go. But it was like I was just tired. It's too tired to keep trying to hold on. And. I ended up. Letting go. Of the different things I was trying to control. And some of those things were even like with my kids. I was trying so hard. To get them to be able to go at the school. That they were going at last year. It's a simple thing. But I was I, I was like killing myself trying to get them to be able to go, and then the school found out. I was like, y'all don't live in our in our school district, do you? I was like, what? <laughs> You're crazy. You sound crazy. You crazy one. You are crazy. That's weird. <laughs> and they're like, well, I was like, you know, I kind of just. That's when I was let go a little bit, but I was still like I can still make it work. I'll 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 smooth. I'll smooge and, and talk them into it. Like I I can talk good with my words. I can convince them. And they're like, well, you know, we can we can uh, we can make an exception. Y'all can they can finish out the year, and then y'all can apply for parent requests, and we'll we'll get it worked out. And I was like, there you go, Homer. They're like, good talking. <laughs> you did it. And all of a sudden, uh, little time goes by, just like a week or two. And they're like, hey, we actually realize that y'all aren't even in our district, like, at all. <laughs> y'all are in a completely different district. And the only way y'all would be able to continue going here is if you paid tuition. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna pay tuition for a public school, even if I wanted to. And I was and it was way too high. And I was like, what? and I was like, at this part where it's like a a movable thing. An immovable thing. So where I was like, I can't push it out of the way anymore, and there's no, like, good talking that I could do to convince them uh, to break laws, you know, (laughs) and there's a moment where I was like, I had to let go, and there's been a lot of those moments over the last several months, y'all know what I'm saying, I'm just giving y'all an easy one, and I was just... I finally let go and, and then I started looking at a lot of other things in my life and I was like I need to let go of these two. it's almost like at that point I was just like you know like sometimes it's a hay that breaks the camel back and I finally just let go of so many other things and the, it's just like these things that I, I was working so hard to do all of a sudden I let go and I just started thanking God for where I was at You know, God, I see this as this can still be a good thing. You can make this work into something nice, into something good, into something pleasing and perfect. It is not what I wanted to happen. It is opposite. But you can still work through this. And even as I I started to pray that and started having, I let the Bible just really transform the way I was thinking about these situations I was like, I can still do all things through Christ. It's going to work out. And it's almost like the moment I let go, I was able to receive what God was trying to do in my life. And for that specific example, all of a sudden I get uh, a week or two later, I, I was like, I don't even know how, I'm, how to disenroll a kid from school. <laughs> and they called me and said, hey, we actually found this special program for your kids and it's particular to this, this, and that. Can you answer these questions? And I'm telling y'all, this like little group, this group of uh, what they qualified for was so incredibly unique. It was, it was crazy. And they said, yeah. And so you actually, I'm pretty sure that they're going to qualify. And so on Monday, I'll, I'll be able to call you back and let you know for sure. But When they are approved, not only will they be able to continue going to the school that you're way out of district from, it's 18 miles away, cost me 260 bucks a month just in gas to take them to school and back. And said, not only that, but we're actually going to send a special school bus to be able to pick them and drop them off. And I was like, no, that's God right there. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right. But what was so insane is I was trying, I was just trying to get them to go there. But when I let go and trusted God with the grace, he did more than what I could possibly do. And that was just like a simple situation. But that same thing was happening in so many other aspects I was trying to hold on to. Even with our church, I've been like struggling and striving just to, to pay the rent for our church to meet here. And when I finally let go, they said, hey, you know what? We want y'all to stay there and we're even going to, we're going to meet and talk for y'all to meet in a better location, but don't even worry about rent anymore. I was like, well, hey, I can, I think I like this let go thing. (laughs) And, And there's so many different things that have been happening and it only started to happen when I let go and started being grateful for what I already had. Being grateful for even like the storms and having that. That just attitude like, God, I know that I'm going to see you in this. And I want to share with y'all this, this verse in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And this is through the whole reinstitution of Israel where he said, it's not even going to be by an army that, it's going to, that this country is going to come to pass again. But I am going to do it just by my spirit. Not by force. Not by strength. But by my spirit. And in verse 10, just a couple verses down, it says, Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. And it's almost like the moments we let go of what we are clinging to so tightly are usually the moments that God shows up with his grace and with his spirit. And in this verse, if y'all remember a couple of weeks ago, I shared about how the high priest was seen in a vision and the devil was accusing the high priest. And it says that God rejected the devil's accusations against him and, says, and said, do you... Uh, Does he? Would he not smell like smoke if he was just snatched from the fire? Would he? Would he not still have embers if he was a stick snatched from the fire? And he's pretty much saying, in that time, he said, "Would the high priest is still uh, the devil was accusing him of sin?" And God's response was not like, "Yep, he's sinful," but was, "Well, what do you expect with what all that he's been through? He just got snatched from a fire. Of course, he's gonna smell like smoke." And right after that is when it says it's going to happen not by force by strength but by my spirit don't despise these small beginnings because i'm going to make it come out and why this pa- these passages are so encouraging to me is because even as we're talking about having an attitude of gratefulness the moments that we are not grateful the devil may be the one accusing us like see what a bad little christian they are and god says did they not just go through hell? Of course they're going to respond like that. And he rejects those accusations. And he says, I'm, it, it's like when I read this, I just catch it. It's like, even for like the healing of my soul, that God will do the work, not by strength, not by power, but by his spirit. The things that I am believing to happen are not going to be by my strength or by power, but by his spirit. And when it says, do not despise these small beginnings, it's almost like he's, it, he's referencing like that faith. When Jesus says that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that seed grows into the, one of the biggest of trees in the forest where birds hold their nests in. And I, I was just thinking about that concept of a tiny seed that you could, you literally could just break in your fingertips. You can break by just chewing on it. You could crush it. Yet, when it's fostered and cared for, it grows into something so big that, that other life forms can find a home in it, that it can be a nurturing source for others, even though it once was something you could crush. Think about that for a second. And for some of you, maybe you feel like you're that little seed that could be crushed at any second. Any moment you're about to be tipped over the edge and you could never see yourself growing into something that brings life to others. But see, with this, this heart and mindset of gratefulness, it's that, it's that soil, that nourishment that you need to be able to grow from where you're at right now. And it, it requires our mindset to be changed. For us to really see ourselves as as in a perfect, pleasing will of God. Y'all dig what I'm saying? And I think that the biggest thing that all of us need in order to do that is a trust. Is a trust. Like I shared in my story how I knew it, but I wasn't ready. Because there is a level of doubt and fear within me that thought, well, God's not going to come through. I'm going to have to do this myself. Y'all know what I'm saying? And when I finally just exhausted myself, and I have any other choice but to trust, is when I really saw God's grace do things greater than I even wanted to do myself. And I want you to catch that that simple idea in your heart today. This mindset of gratitude is the willingness to expect whatever happens. To almost like take away a sense of expectation and be grateful for the things that come. In no way am I trying to tell us to not be uh, hardworking or ambitious even But that there's a level in our mindset of gratitude to where even when we are working for something, when it doesn't happen, we are grateful. And we can put it before God for when we are not strong enough. It's like that verse says, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you're not strong enough, Christ will do the rest. Y'all know what I'm saying? And this attitude of gratefulness is, is not an abusive one. It's not one that says, be grateful for all of the hard times that you've experienced. Not at all. But a mindset where you are grateful to know that God will finish the work he started in you. Grateful in the sense that you know he's still sovereign. That even though it looks like everything is gone, you still have the faith that God will make all things work out. I want you all to bow your heads and close your eyes today. And I want us to pray for a couple things. And first, if if you're here, and maybe the very first thing you need is to reset that trust. Maybe you've even trusted God at that level at one point, but that's long gone. Maybe it's something that you've never done before, but you want to do today. The Bible makes it so clear and so easy in the book of Romans. It says that all it takes to start that kind of relationship with God is with a conversation, a prayer. And it says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is who he says he is, that he rose from the grave, Surely you shall be saved. And so often street preachers has convinced us that we're just saved from hell. But there is so much hell just on this earth that we go through that the peace of God saves us from. And if you need to do that for the very first time, or maybe you need to do a recommitment with every eye closed and head bowed, I want you to just slip up your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands. And I want you to just pray this prayer with me. And if you, if you feel like you've in, that you're even in that commitment right now, that, that walk with God right now, I want you to pray this prayer too as a recommitment of your faith. Say, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happened. But I want to trust you through this. I want to put my life in your hands I want to let go and I want to trust you this is not easy for me but I believe in you I want to know who you are in a much deeper way strengthen my faith and help me to see you as God the God of my life the God of my soul Jesus, I know you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead. Be the Savior of my soul and of my life and be my Lord. Help me walk this journey in your perfect will. In Jesus' name. And now, with your heads still bowed and your eyes closed, I I want us to have one more moment before we go into worship. And if you're here and you, you need God to help transform your mind into this mindset of gratefulness. And you, need, you just know that there's been so much bitterness, these expectations not met, but you want to just surrender that to God today because you need peace And you need to let go. With every head still bowed and eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. Amen. Amen. And so this time I'm going to just pray for you guys right where you're at. God, you see every person here. And Lord, you say in your word that you've collected every single tear. And God, I I believe that you see even the tears that we've held back. Those moments of anger and rage and that you were there, Lord. And I believe, God, that your will is pleasing and perfect and I believe that it is good. And right now, I just pray all these hands that rose up right now, they are saying to you, God, that they want to be grateful That they want to be connected with you and that they want to release that rage. They want to release that bitterness, even those expectations. And God, I ask that you just confirm by your spirit, with your presence right now, that your peace would fall on every single person, starting from their head all the way down, that they would almost feel like being poured out over them with your peace with your presence, and that the Spirit of God would come alive in their life. Now, when you say, Jesus, that, you've had, that you have life for us and life abundantly, that you would show them what that feels like. It goes beyond so, the, the, the things of this world. It goes into the depths of our soul. And right where they're at, I ask that you show them that feeling of life. And I just speak your will to be done in them and that you would show them even this week as uh, things to begin to unravel and that you'd show them that the small beginnings that they're at have growth and have goodness. And I ask that you help us to all appreciate where we're at, no matter how good or bad, that we would all rise to a new level of gratitude in our hearts because we want to be close to you, Lord. And we are so grateful for the the cross, the sacrifice that you made for us. You made a way at the cross. And if there's the last thing that you did, Lord, we recognize that it would be enough. And yet you still do more. We surrender to you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, GraveTop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the GraveTop Church Podcast.